the time is now. We're told if we want to better our situations, we need to sit down, assess where we are, and make a game plan for the future. Maybe bullet point the goals we want to obtain, and afterwards fill in how we plan to achieve those goals. A lot of times we spend our whole lives planning, and by the time we begin to act on the plan, it's too late. We wasted our good active years thinking and talking about what we are going to do. At the age of 21, you could have asked me what I wanted to do with my life or my plans, and I could have mapped it out for you. I could have told you how I was going to start, navigate, and finish. I could think it and I could speak it. The problem is I never took action. At age 40, I could tell you how I saw the rest of my life going, the way I was going to get there and how it climaxed. I could see it. I definitely had thoughts about it, but again, no action. Where there's a call to action, the time is now. You see, as in life and career moves, the life you have set up for you should not go a second further without God in the lead and you doing that thing God has blessed you to do, called you to do, designed you specifically to do. The time is now. We can't wait until tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised. I know that's a cliche that falls on deaf ears. My ears are guilty of growing deaf to certain repeating chants, but this one's holds true and is an unfortunate reality. I'm sure we all by now have experienced some kind of loss, be it a parent, a sibling, a child, a friend, or pet. Maybe we have experienced loss in the form of health or a job. Either way, the idea of something can be taken away in an instant isn't foreign to most. I think where I always get lost personally here is the focus of tomorrow isn't promise, always ran to we are living in our last days. And ministers especially would use that rhetoric to try and scare you to God. Well, first of all, you should fear God. So many different levels of anger I'd rather tolerate than to incur his. Imagine someone, a being, beyond someone or something, God, with the power to snuff out your life or just remove his protections from over you without batting your eye. Imagine angering him, him, God, with all power in his hands. Yeah, imagine that, but I digress. Secondly, back to my point. I remember when I was a little boy, the preachers would all use the current events of the time to point to our time here on earth being very scarce, wars and rumors of wars, etc. I bet my parents were told we were living in our last days and their parents before them and the ones before them. You're getting into that civil war era, brother against brother, literally. I can quote you the full verses surrounding that and it would definitely speak to the 1860s. I'm sure they were headed to the end of the world. I'm sure those slaves that were just learning about Jesus Christ were terrified that the world was ending and ending fast. My point in that rant is that 
It may have worked before, so I can't knock it. But I and most need a little more. Instead, I focus on tomorrow isn't promised not to scare you, but because it isn't. Your tomorrow is today. Don't look around and wait for someone around you to make the first step. God is calling you now. I can remember as a teen going to church and a song would move me or one of the kids around me, but we would all look around and wait on the other to start clapping or see if someone else was going to stand before we stood. Is someone else going to wave their hands before we decide to wave ours? The altar call would come and no one would move. Then one person would step up, then two. Then you'd see a flood of people, everyone waiting around on the next one before they'd let God use them. Well, that was the working of an adolescent mind. I'd like to think we've grown since then. I'd love to believe I have. Yet, I still see the same behavior in churches. The time to put aside that way of thinking has come. The time to let them use you is upon us. What happens if no one else moves? You may miss out on your blessing. I look at myself. I look at my siblings. I believe that God put an anointing on each one of us. That's my belief. But speaking for myself, I can speak of the anointing until I'm blue in the face and plan for how I'm going to use it. But the work isn't done until I do it. We had two of the greatest examples right in our home. I've observed both my parents be silent movers in the crowd. I wouldn't dare go as far to call them shy, by no means, but they were never the loud voices in the room until they felt empowered by God. My dad could be gentle in his approach, but then get in a pulpit and his voice would boom throughout the church, demanding your attention. I know because it demanded mine at a young age when my attention in church was a challenge to say the least. He would allow God to use him and all of a sudden he would find his voice, his pocket in God. My mom, now what she brought to the table was always a little different. Wherever God used her, she would let him. No matter where we were, if she felt to praise, she would praise him. Sometimes embarrassing to us, but also emboldened. If a situation needed praying, she would drop everything at that very moment, break out the oil if appropriate and get to praying. I don't have to look very far for examples of spontaneous explosions for God. We always think we have time to do everything. I'll do this when I turn 21 or this when I turn 30 or that after I turn 40, or maybe that's a move I'll make after my kids are older, or maybe when I feel like I'm ready. I got time because of course the world moves on my time. Everything moves on my time. Then one morning you wake up and God has taken away your ability to move like you want to. He takes away your ability to form a complete thought or speak clearly. Your health has diminished and you see that your time may have passed you by. All those things you put off, you may now never be able to do. In the blink of an eye, your ability to accomplish the things you've been putting off has been taken away. And now you wish you could tell your younger self, why wait? I remember waking up to this reality. 
I remember watching my dreams, my wishes float on by and being too far out of reach for me to pull them back to shore. Rather, it was by losing a job that I saw myself grow old in, or more importantly, waking up one morning and my health was gone. Knowing there was a calling on my life to spread his word, the odds of that look slimmed at best. But it doesn't have to be your health. It can be your life. I think of all the times as a young teen and then a young man, I put myself in harm's way. And it's by the grace of God that my parents didn't bury me a long time ago. I may have taken chances while driving that could have ended my life instantly. Or as I got older, finding myself in places I shouldn't be alone and having to find my way out. I didn't know it then, but God wrapped his arms of protection around me and didn't allow his child to be harmed by any situation. He knew before I did that I needed to be here to deliver this message to anyone that will listen. The time is now. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know the how or where things will end up. You just have to know God. If you know God and you trust him, you take that first step. Someone said, if you take one step, God will take two. I love to just ask God to walk with me. Another may say God will walk ahead of you and clear the path. So all you have to do is walk through the door. Whatever cliche you want to take to heart, the Bible says that faith without work is dead. So if you believe in God, you trust him. You have the faith that he's calling you to do something. Put in the work and watch him work for you. Take a step. All you have to do is take a step. Don't wait. The time is now. We have to attack with a sense of urgency. You see, as we look around, we see that life is passing us by. Time waits for no one. You were a kid just yesterday, and now you are staring mortality in the face. Rather, it's the fact that death can come in the blink of an eye, or you see the years creeping in and you realize that you can't live forever. I spent 45 years essentially doing what I wanted to do here on God's earth. If I live to see 45 more, that would truly be by his mercy that I see 90. It's no secret that I'm on the downside of my years here. I can waste them away or I can give the time I have left to God and let him lead me. See what he can do with this life of mine that I haven't in the last 45 years fighting alone. See, I know what it feels like to be moved by the spirit and sit on it. I've sat in church and been moved by a song, but stayed seated because everyone else was sitting down, not to draw attention to myself. I've been blessed by a word from a preacher or speaker and said my amen under my breath when I knew I wanted to shout it to the top of my lungs. I felt the spirit moving all over my body and fought it to stay seated and bottled up inside. I've had a moment or moments where I felt compelled to say something in church, but let the moment pass. I know God gave me a voice to shout to the mountaintops, proclaiming who he is, but instead I've mumbled through life where some could barely hear me. I've been asked to pray, whether it be over a meal with family or even in a church and have a lot on my mind to say, but cognitive of people's perception of long prayers. I'd always try to be short and chop my thoughts, but why? 
It's time for me, just as I'm speaking to you, it's time for me to put the shyness, the bashfulness, the mindful of others' opinion of me aside and let God lead me. As I said, I have two of the greatest examples, two people that put aside anything going on around them and focused only on God. I know how it's done. The Bible says, and I'm paraphrasing here, but if you are ashamed of Jesus, he will be ashamed of you before his father. I don't know about you, but I'd love to have him in my corner when I meet my maker. There's no time anymore to wonder what if and look back at missed moments. I liken it to mowing the lawn. It's a task that some may be familiar with. I look out the door and say, this grass needs cutting, but I'll cut it tomorrow. Well, tomorrow comes and it rains. Rains for two days straight. The dirt third day is too wet. The next day comes and it's too hot outside. Then you get busy and the days start piling up one on top of the other. And you walk outside and the grass starts tickling your knees, reminding you the task doesn't disappear no matter how long you put it off. It just gets more and more difficult the longer you take. When you finally get to it in your time, you pull out that old push mower and the grass you could just cruise over Maybe you put the lawnmower in rabbit mode and let it go. Not anymore. Now every other step is cutting off on you and you have to crank it back up. An hour task has now become a four hour job. All because you wanted to move on your time. Just like that grass, the task ahead of you isn't going anywhere. You can wait until you're old and gray to attack it or until your health starts to fail you or until your time gets limited, but the task remains. It just gets more difficult the longer you put it off, or you can put it off until death comes knocking and it never gets done. Then what was your purpose here on earth? You partied, you had fun. When they stand over you, they can say, well, they lived and they died. Nothing in between to leave their mark on this world. Or you can take the time to stop all the worldly things you see and you covet can wait. Stop, pray, ask God what it is he would have you do. Let him know you no longer wanna put him on the back burner. You wanna put him in the lead. Give him the seat at the head of the table. Step aside, put aside your pride. Set aside any feelings of doubt. Find the voice the coverage that he has placed in you to do what he's called you to do. You see, when you know that you're doing what you're supposed to do, you don't have to look around for approval. You have the approval you need. You don't have to worry about who's watching or what they think. You don't have to worry about what you look like, what you sound like doing God's will. To some, you might seem a little crazy, but that's all right. You might sound funny to some, but that's all right too. You may have to stand alone and that's all right because where to the eyes of man, you may seem alone. Know that you're never alone. He's with you. His angels are all around you, protecting you. You don't have to pack him in a bag or fold him up and put him in your pocket. Wherever you go, know that God is already there. My brothers, 
my sisters, I'm telling you, the time is now. We can find every excuse to put things off until tomorrow. Some of them may even seem legit, but understand the difference between a reason and an excuse. An excuse is something that you create to discourage yourself from doing something you're not sure you want to do, or in this case, putting off the inevitable, the task that God has placed in front of you. But I can give you a reason to push forward and push through to accomplish the task today and not waste another minute. God is patient but you do not want to miss out on your blessing. You don't want to be the kid looking through the window watching the ice cream truck roll by because you were too late getting out the door. Only grab what you need. Don't look back. Pick up your feet and start running. Running for God. There's no call for the runners to take their mark or to get set. Just go. Now. Whatever you thought was more important yesterday, or more important today, when God woke you up from your sleep. You ought to cast those things aside and realize that there's nothing more important right now than doing God's will, because time does not stand still and death waits around for no one. We all have to answer when our name is called. Tomorrow, well, tomorrow just might be too late. I'll leave you with a synopsis of a story to illustrate a misconception. I used to have this job where I interacted with this guy daily. I would describe myself at the time as worldly. He and I would have long conversations about things going on with me. And no matter my story, he would always walk the straight line and try to direct me to it. No matter how much I would vary and even try to bring him along with me, he would never waver. He would just listen and keep his stance. We were both preacher kids and we had a lot in common growing up, but we were on opposite ends of the spectrum at the time. I knew there was no question he was destined to be a leader in the church, but me, I was running as far away from that destiny as possible. He would minister to me and show me the way right there where we were over and over. He would always tell me he was going to pray for me and pray God led me back to him. Short end to the story. He went on to be a pastor as I knew he would, but the end result isn't the point. Instead, it's how he let God use him despite his environment. So many times we get caught up in what people deem service and praise to God, when in reality we can praise God in many ways in whatever he has designed us to be. Our service isn't determined by our status in the church. I or you may say someone isn't where he needs to be with God because he doesn't sing in the choir or serve as an usher or preacher. Maybe we think they should at least be a deacon or Sunday school teacher. The truth is God can put a paintbrush in your hand and allow you to display your God-given talents on a canvas. He can bless your fingers and give you a keyboard or an instrument to play. Maybe he blessed you to create bridges or buildings. Your talent may be to coach a sport and mentor young people and provide a godly example. A doctor, a lawyer, a preacher, a welder, no matter who or what God chooses for you to be, you can use your talents to praise God. You can find ways to bless people through the talents God has given you. You don't have to be born to sing or speak in front of people 
or have the personality to serve, but God did choose you and blessed you with a talent designed just for you. Walk into your blessing. It's yours. Don't check your rear view to see where you were. Don't peek at your side mirrors to see what's seeking to attack and destroy you. Spray your windshield with wiper fluid. Turn on your wipers and wash it all away. Press the gas to the floor and go full speed ahead. The time is now. Dear God, to call you by name seems inappropriate. Because your name is exalted above all things. The power in your name is greater than anything I could fathom or imagine. But I come to you as humble as I know how. A meager servant destined to do your will. I don't know what tomorrow brings, but right now, in this moment, in every moment, I choose you. I choose to serve you until the day I die. I know I'm not worthy of your grace, but your grace is what I seek. I know I'm not worthy of your forgiveness, God, but yet still, your forgiveness I seek also. Lord, I come thanking you for my eyes opening to a new day. I was able to rise out of bed and see the many wonders of your glory. I thank you because when I opened my mouth to speak, you allowed words to come out. When I told my limbs to move, you allowed me to walk around my house. God, I realized that not everyone was not afforded those blessings. For that, I am grateful. And I don't take anything you've given me for granted. Lord, I come to you today on bended knees, not just for me, because I know there's someone right now that wants to do your will. Someone that may be hesitant to step out on faith and turn things over to you. There's someone out there that is afraid their past may overshadow anything they may do in your name. But God, I come against that spirit of doubt. I come against that spirit of fear and apprehension. I come against it and I demand it to leave. God, I ask that you look into that heart, that mind that's itching to live for you itching to be a foot soldier in your army. I ask that you creep into that heart and bless them with the courage to step forward and proclaim who you are. I ask that you speak to the mind and calm the noise of doubt and frustration. Help them to realize that there's no more time to wait around or hesitate. The time is now. The time to answer the calling on their life is upon us. God, I don't have to look far to see and know your power. I don't have to ask anyone what you can do. I know you to be a healer, God. I know you to be a forgiving God. I know that you are capable of moving mountains in my life that I thought could never be shaken, let alone moved. I know that you can look into the soul of a man, a man like me, and see the good and bring it to the light. Someone listening needs to see the light of day, God. The darkness has been overwhelming and it seems like they are lost forever. But God, I know you can shine a light on any dark situation. I ask that you intervene 
and lead your child home. So many things I can thank you for and equally ask you for, God. But being that you are all knowing, I know you know my heart. My prayer is simple. Please let my words resonate with someone, if it be just one, to lead them to you. I ask this as humble as I know how, head bowed, eyes closed, and mind on you, praising you in advance, God. Amen.